All right, we are rolling. Hello and welcome to another episode of Nation Discloses. And I kind of like Disclosure Nation a little bit better, though. I'm always going to have an argument with myself about that until I decide that I don't want to argue about it anymore. Hey, listen, guys, the topic of our conversation today is going to be in two parts. We're going to be talking about FERSI, Arizona audit results. Um, and then we're going to be talking about COVID perspective. We're going to be looking at specifically my age and my dear mother's age, precious thing. And um, also I'm going to talk a little bit about um, status and uh, not wanting to participate in a, uh, a community or a culture or under any civil restrictions that essentially whose um, statuses uh, and privileges perpetuate any quality in our society. So talk a little bit about that and talk about a little bit about our rights. But first, it is good for you guys to understand today, September 26, 2021. I personally am in Kingsport, Tennessee. Uh, beautiful day. Uh, you should know that the, there's a feast going on, a feast of the Lord from the scriptures. You can go ahead and read Leviticus 23 if you guys want to check out any of the feasts of the Lord which do have spiritual and prophetic significance and application to today. Uh, the Feast of Tabernacles going on um, prophetically actually speaks to the second coming, and not only the second coming of Christ, but also, also the second coming of um, the ones who, who raised with him in the first resurrection. And they rule with him for a thousand years, and that's what the scripture says. Um. I did have a question, and this is something for you guys to ponder on. It's um, not particularly modern orthodox in the way that you might understand it, but what if the rule of the thousand years, you know, the thousand-year reign uh, seen in Revelation kind of plays out a little bit differently than we kind of would have expect? Uh, you have the spiritual community who believes in what is called a soul swap because the spiritual community believes in reincarnation. They believe in multiple lives. They believe in um, that we are multi uh, dimensional beings and in being multi-dimensional beings we are actually living multiple lives at a time and um anyways i i figured what if the case of the thousand year reign and the first resurrection because there are two resurrections this is very important to understand and know read revelations uh, revelation chapter uh 20 there are two resurrections there's a resurrection of the righteous, and then there's a resurrection of the general assembly. That is everybody else. And everybody rises to the, the judgment. And so, anyways, this idea, this idea of how prophecy plays out. You know, you see Jesus, you see all these people um, in the, the Old Testament scriptures who are looking forward to a prophecy. And the prophecy almost never looks like what they thought it was going to be. Someone made a, pro a prophetic statement at this point in time, and then, you know, 100 years or 300 years or 400 years later, it almost never looks exactly like they thought it would be. Um, Yeshua, the Messiah, came, and he was not the war leader that the Sanhedrin uh, and the Pharisees were that they wanted. He wasn't what the lawyers and those guys wanted. He, they wanted an uprising. They wanted to defeat Rome. Um, you know, and, you know, and that's what they wanted. 
And I'm not, I don't mean to go too deep into it right now, but I, I just mean to point out and I just need, just mean to say, what if it's a case that we are living in now a time where there are, there's, this, in the spiritual community, they're talking about this soul swap. What if the, and they're saying that these soul swaps are these very old souls. They come to teach and um, they're coming in the middle of these people's lives and they've actually signed contracts with them outside of um, this time space um, reality that we live in. But outside of that, they at some point uh, made a decision to, hey, we're going to go and swap souls with you and um, and we're going to come and teach and we're going to come and bring an understanding of the truth. And what if that is the first resurrection? I don't know. It's just something to think about. So sorry for my little uh, biblical introduction, guys. But uh, we are, again, in part one, talking about the audit results. So the Arizona audit results confirmed uh, before a hearing have some huge implications. And this is, this is something that we definitely need to, to take a look at, guys. So I just will give you my personal anecdote. I did have a ballot that was signature verified and counted, even though I did not live in the state and I hadn't lived there for almost uh, almost a year and a half, two years um, The at the time of the election. And so this is particularly interesting to me just because I've had, you know, a personal connection to such a such a thing. So here was what's found. Uh, now, the finding summary table is categorized into four parts. You have the finding name, you have the finding phase, you have the ballots impacted, and you have the fraud severity. So under the finding name, mail-in votes without ballots received, the ballots impacted were 23,344. Severity was critical. Of the official canvas does not match who voted, we have 11,592 ballots impacted. The severity is critical. In voters that voted in multiple counties, we have 10,342. Severity, critical. In more ballots returned by voter than received, we have 9,041. Severity is high. In the duplicate ballot discrepancy, we have 2,592. Severity is medium. Duplicate ballots missing serial numbers, 2,500. Severity medium. In in-person voters who had moved out of Maricopa County, we had 2,382 severity medium. And then voters who moved out of state during the 29-day period preceding the election, we had 2,181 medium there, severity medium. Now, in a state where... Joe Biden allegedly won by 10,000 more votes than Donald Trump. 54,000 ballots in the Maricopa County were rated critical to high on the fraud severity scale. 18,000 were on the medium severity scale. Now, the mainstream media reports that the hand count 
that the recount matched the official results. They're saying, well, the hand recount actually does match the final results. But they are failing to mention that many of these counted votes appear to be fraudulent in nature, guys. It is just a committee hearing, though. And so nothing is actually supposed to, quote-unquote, happen. Uh, what the hearing did accomplish, though, was to create a record for the state attorney general to investigate and set the table for the state Senate to later decertify the election if that happens. I'll give you guys my thoughts on this. Uh, I, I'm giving the information because, you know, people might want to hear it, and I felt compelled to do so. But I'm also going to give you my thoughts on it. I think the whole system is corrupt from top to bottom. The whole political system, the whole voting system, the free and fair elections, all of it, it is corrupt from top to bottom. The bankers win, uh, and the people who have money are the ones who are in control. The politicians have no control. They are just saving face. There are people out there who possess the reality rather than the appearance of power, and that is the reality that we are living and experiencing right now. So... Um, you know, some people say, well, brother, you know, you got to just pick the, the choice of the, uh, the lesser evils, you know, is it better to kill the, uh, the 81 year old grandmother or is it better to kill that small, innocent child? Right. Well, the lesser of the two evils might be to kill the old lady because she is, uh, old, right. And she's going to die anyways. And this other kid, you know, has a good amount of life ahead of him. And so we're going to choose the lesser of the, the lesser of the two evils, right. But, you know, you can see the rationale behind that is it's still evil to do to kill anyone. Right. And so. So what? Yeah. So what? You know, uh, it's for a lot of people. This would be a great thing. And if it gets uncovered, that's great. But in the end, so what? You still need to learn how to enforce your rights as a sovereign individual, sovereign, excuse me, human being. And we need to learn the law. We need to learn how to protect our rights and our rights to property. And we need to get rid of this um, this very unfortunate and equal and inferior relationship that we have with our government. And that's it. Now, I personally just, and I guess I'll, this is my last point, but I'll say it now. I, I don't want to participate in a um, in any society whose statuses and privileges uh, create inequality, guys, or perpetuate inequality. And we have to understand and know that there's nothing wrong with you being unequal, but um, everything that produces inequality must be voluntary and consensual. And... Um, I don't know if, if uh, people on here are Christians or not, but if you are a Christian, um, God actually forbids Christians from volunteering in relationship to governments or civil rulers. So that's kind of important. And I think it's also important to understand that, um, yeah, we, we just not give up our, our equality or rights. Like, do not consent to be governed by people who are have proven themselves to be... Um, a failed human program, right? Government is a failed human program. They're supposed to be producing uh, positive positivity in the world. That's the purpose of the government. Well, not only positivity, but the purpose of the government, particularly, is to promote justice, right? Um, 
and to protect the private rights of people. That's the, that's the two core components of the government. Hey, so we're going to move on and to part two. And in part two, we're talking about COVID population uh, fatality rations by single year of age. And we're going to use, of course, the CDC official source because the CDC is the... Um, they have a monopoly on truth currently right now in the current climate we, we live in. And, well, you know, that's just how it is right now. So I'm going to go ahead and pull up this this whole situation here. Yeah, this is just some perspective on COVID-19 mortality. Now, I decided, and again, this is a CDC official source. The numbers that are written in this graph are from the CDC source. Uh, from January 2020 to September 11, 2021, I am 28 years old. I just turned 28 on August 21st. My mother is 61. She turned 61 on July 15th uh, of this year. I'll start with my age, guys. I'm going to start with my age. Um, I'll start with my age. Basically, I'll read you my age, and this is... This is how many deaths with COVID that people my age at 28 years old have had. At eight, the age of 28, my age, 445 out of 4.8 million uh, died of COVID. That is 0.009%. And this is, of course, deaths with COVID as a percentage of the population. So out of 4.8 million people, 445 of them died of COVID. And that is 0.009%. My mom, who's 61, out of 900, excuse me, 9,750 persons who are 61, um, Oh, no, sorry, I messed that up. Out of 42 million, 9,750 people who are 61 died of COVID. That is 0.231%, not even a whole 1%, not even, a, not even 1%. Um, so under the age of 45, there's, there's a near zero statistical risk of mortality. Right? And obviously, as you get older, there's significantly higher mortality rates, but not significant in the, the grand scheme of, of uh, people. So we'll, we'll actually t check out another uh, chart here. How many people your age have died of anything since uh, January 2020 through September 11, 2021? And for my age, out of 11, as of, and now this is, Deaths from COVID versus all cause, the causes of all, all causes, that is stroke, car accident, heart disease. This is all causes. 445 for COVID out of 11,726 all causes. That is 3.79%. It makes up 3.79% of all causes of death. Okay, what about my mom? We have, out of 82,000, 
214 all causes of death. COVID has 9,750. 9,750. That is 11.86%. And while it is higher by 8% than my group, it is only 11% of of all deaths from people who are 61. Now think about, that's a long life. Think about how many things they could have died of, right? Only 11% of all deaths, and they're older and obviously a little bit more immunocompromised, right? So I, I, I just, I have just one other, one other thing. I got to pull it up. One other thing to kind of take a look at here, this this uh, this chart here. So in this chart, we have mortality risk of COVID-19, chances of dying of COVID-19 by age group with comparable overall odds to the population. And this is a Stanford study. So if you're age 0 to 19, you have a 99.97% survival rate. You have a 1 in 30,000 chance or odd of dying odds of dying similar to the odds of dying from a sharp object you bump into a table and just die from 20 to 29 this is my age group 99.986 percent survival rate the odds of dying are one in seven thousand one hundred and forty two and this is similar to the odds of dying from Sunstroke. For my mom's age, I'll give it. I'll give them all. From thirty to thirty-nine, there is a ninety-nine point nine six nine survival rate. You have a one in three thousand two hundred and twenty-five odds of dying. That is your odds of dying. This is similar to the odds of dying from choking on food. So careful when you eat too. Maybe you should wear a mask while you eat. In 40 to 49, there is a 99.920 survival rate. The odds of dying are 1 in 1,219. This is similar to the odds of dying from drowning. So if you can't swim, stay away from those boats. 99, excuse me, in 50 to 59, you have a 99.730 survival rate. That is 1 in 369 uh, chance of dying, and this is similar to the odds of dying in a pedestrian accident. From 60 to 69, there's a 99.410 survival rate. The odds of dying are 1 in 168. This is similar to the odds of dying in a car crash. And 70 plus, it is a 97.660 survival rate. The odds of dying are 1 in 41, and this is similar to the odds of dying of chronic respiratory disease, which um, apparently a lot of people die of. So I just want to put that in perspective for you guys. Hey, I'm going to cut out here, jet out, cut out. I'm just going to leave. And uh, I appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you so much. If you got anything out of this, go ahead and share it. Uh, and if not, then continue silently listening to it for yourself as you drive along or as you wait for, uh, I don't know, McDonald's or some type of food. All right, blessings to you guys, and we will, uh, we'll see you on our next episode.